Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I am so excited to talk to Erin Kelly today. We are going to talk about my favorite thing, which is workout, workout clothes. I absolutely love my workout clothes, and I have to tell you, for many years, I wore a black sports bra, a black pair of leggings, a black top or a tank top, because I was too stressed out to form a workout outfit. And I go to a gym where everybody looks super cute. And the first day I wore these blue striped pants with a blue top and a blue, blue tank top. And everybody was like, Oh my God, Like <laughs> you wore something different because for four years I didn't feel good or comfortable in my body. And then one day I did. And so I invite you to join us today on the show to talk about working out, being a mom, taking care of our bodies, and looking good and feeling good while we do it. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show. This is exciting to be here. It is. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am finishing up my training at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. I taught English for 11 years. Wow. Um, got pregnant with my third child and wanted to stay home. And so I've been working in the health and wellness world, finally getting certification for that. <laughs> but um, it has, it's been a journey. I kind of feel like I'm having a midlife crisis, but it's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. We do change. You know, our bodies change. And tell me about your midlife crisis, because I think I've had one every decade. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had my first uh, baby at 23. And, you know, when you're 23, you get pregnant, you have a baby, and you bounce back pretty quickly just because that's what your body does in the early 20s. Um, My third baby I had when I was 35. And, um, you know, I had a great pregnancy with him. I worked out all throughout my pregnancy, felt really good. But again, being a little bit older, being advanced maternal age, as they called it. Oh, don't you? I would call it. Yeah. Yeah. Or geriatric. Yeah. Yeah. Old yeah, mom. what is that? You know, older yes, mom. exactly. Old. Yeah, totally. And so that was interesting. Recovering from that pregnancy was a little bit different and that things are just in different places than they used to be. Um, but in the last, you know, two years, two and a half years since I had him, I've really started to look at my health, not so much from a how I look standpoint, but a how I feel standpoint. And that's just been a total mindset shift. And that's why I am becoming a holistic health coach as well is because I want other people to feel comfortable in their own bodies because they are nourishing themselves well, body, mind, and soul. It's not all about how we look in our workout clothes, right? Or how we look in a bathing suit or whatever it is. And so that's, you know, I'm 38 years old and I'm finally starting to feel more comfortable in my skin. And I'm, I'm ready for my 40s, man. If this is what 30s are like, you know, like 40s is going to be good. Well, I can look at you. I can see you on the, on the screen today and you're beautiful. You know, you're fit, you're fabulous. You. And, you know, you look healthy. And I agree. There's a point at which I had both of my kids late in life. They were, I was 36 and 39. And it was like somebody stretched out a rubber band and it didn't go back. Yes. 
And uh-huh. I was really surprised at that. And I've had a lot of friends at the gym who got tummy tucks. And then when they went to gain weight back, it just bulged out in weird places. So mm-hmm. I haven't opted for that. But I do have to say, every time I sit down, I call it the warm puppy. It's the little warm puppy that sits in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> flap of skin that just kind of rolls over and sits there. Um, and I fight with it sometimes, I'll be honest, you mm-hmm. know, buckle on my pants or, you know, certain skirts, certain things yep. don't, um, they don't fit right. And, you know, I don't want to be, my grandparents were butchers and they used to make sausage. And every time I stuff myself into one of those skimmers, <laughs> swimmers, things, all I could think of is I'm like five pounds of bologna in a two pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but but at some point you have to look at your body and go, I have it. I'm healthy. I have my arms and legs. Everything works. And if the worst thing I have today is that my skirt doesn't fit just right, I think that's something that, that we should talk about because it does, at least for me, it affects my day sometimes. If I'm squished into my clothes or something isn't fitting right, um, it's a constant reminder. And I don't, I kind of have a little OCD. I don't know if you can tell, (laughs) but I'm pretty obsessive with some of this stuff. And um, I really had to talk myself down from getting dressed in the morning when I have to go make an appearance or go make a presentation that no one's going to look at the warm puppy bulge. Like no one, I don't even notice it on other women. Right. Yes, exactly. You know, I see a lady walk in and she's like, oh my God, she's beautiful. And then we talk, you know, at the open lunch and, you know, we kind of talk about like, oh my God, I'm just too old to be wearing these heels. You know, we laugh and talk about, and she has the same things and she'll point out some body part that I never even noticed. Right. Yeah. We're so hard on ourselves and I don't know if it's, you know, just what we are, what we grow up with, with, you know, looking at celebrities that seem to have it all together or, you know, the Disney movies and the princesses, they look, everything is very image focused, which, you know, I, I like getting dressed up too. I like putting on some makeup. I like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's really hard for me to be content in the present. And like you were saying, content with what I have and all of my parts that function when I am consistently thinking, Oh, well, if only I could be that size. Oh my gosh, my goal weight. I've had a goal weight in my head my entire life that (laughs) I think I should be. I've never gotten to that number, you know, and even there have been times I've lost weight. And even when I've lost that amount of weight and I'm feeling good, I still think, Ooh, what if I lost more? Right. You know, it's not about reality. It's not about what you're really looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it becomes, like you said, it becomes obsessive and I start obsessing over that. And then I, I can't be grateful for what I have. Right. Well, one of the things that happened to me recently, my friend Jen, and she's, she's okay now. She had breast cancer and, you know, Mm -hmm. as a young woman, and she said something really profound to me. Um, We were sitting there in the hospital and she had just had her breast removed as a double mastectomy. And she said, you know, Sam, my whole life, I felt the girls weren't good enough. They weren't big enough in my teens. They were too big when I had my babies. They were the wrong shape. They wouldn't fit in my bathing suit, you know, because we live in Southern California. We wear bathing suits. (laughs) And she's like, I didn't respect them when I had them, and now they're gone. Now, she did go get a new set, and they look super cute. (laughs) So (laughs) kind of a happy ending to the story. But, you know, here's a lady that spent 38 years of her life not wanting, not accepting a body part, which she's super cute. It's not like, you know, there was anything I thought ever wrong, but she felt they were wrong. 
too big, right. too small, too whatever. And then when they were taken by cancer, you know, she's like, you know, she honored them. And that was a really, mm-hmm. that was a really strange and powerful moment for me. Yeah. That's huge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my mom, when my mom had breast cancer, she chose not to, um, she chose not to be enhanced. She, she chose mm. to stay flat. And, um, and it was funny cause she would say, wow, so many things are so much easier. You know, gardening is easier and, um, you know, swimming is easier. You know, my mom was pretty active and she did eventually die, you know, from, from her breast cancer. But for mm. a couple of years when they were removed, she was grateful. You know, she didn't like looking at the scar, but she's like, wow, I can, you know, mobility, I can move, you know, you don't realize these things in the way. Um, But that's one of the things like I want to talk about today, because I really, I have a love hate relationship with sports bras because I teach spin a couple days a week and I see ladies coming in and some of them are, you know, bigger or not as firm. And, you know, it's a good sports bra is so hard to find. So why is it so hard? You know, we've had boobs since the middle ages or since dawn began. Like why? Yes. Yeah. And even like for my teenage daughter, we have the hardest and we have to special order them that will support her. And that's crazy. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. No, no. And then the, you know, like I'm, I used to not hand wash mine. Now I throw them through the washer, but I put it on cold and then I hang them up to line dry, which, you know, I'm doing all my kids sports mm-hmm. stuff, every sports Jersey, the whole thing. So I'm like my whole laundry is hung mm-hmm. so that the, the heat doesn't break the, what do you call it? The, the fabric, the fibers. Right. Yeah. But oh my God, just to find a good sports bra. It's hard, especially if you're doing high impact. You know, I can do, there. I could probably, there's some old Navy sports bras out there that I, I like that hold things together for yoga. But if I'm running, if I'm doing spin, you know, like you're saying, like I need something that's going to hold things in place. Exactly. You know, I don't want to be hindered by all that. <laughs> no. And, you know, and it's hard because it's like in the process of holding things in place, I like a full coverage sports bra. I want yeah. the girls completely covered because I right. t- I'm sitting up in front of the class. I don't want my, you know, headlights showing through like, you know, because yeah. they turn the air conditioning on and then everybody freezes. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when that happens. Um, but sometimes I find myself wearing two sports bras. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of locks and loads them then, right? Yeah, like exactly. Really, yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. the uniboob. It's like just, uh-huh. little, you know, like one big flat, but I can right. then. And, you know, I hope there's like some sponsors listening today that are like, wow, we could really make a lot of money by creating sports bras, real sports bras for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, and I like underwire too. I'm, I'm a big fan of underwire and sports bras. Some of them, they go up way high under my armpit. Yes. And they poke and you in the armpit. Yes. And that's uncomfortable too. So there's got to be some kind of an in-between there, you know, that's cup size, that's band size. It's got the underwire and that good fabric that holds things together. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't yeah, somebody's fall come up with that. in like 10 washings. Yes. Especially if you're working out regularly. Cause you, you have to wash them every time. Like my other, my regular bras, I can get away with not washing them, you know, a few times, right? but sports bras, no, I need to wash no them every time I wear them. Yeah. No, that's right. I mean, you know, I'm wearing champion right now. I have um, like five black champions and five white champions. Um, you know, because once I find a brand that I really like, I will stick to it like glue. Yeah. But then every <laughs> once in a while they change it. 
you know, and uh-huh. then change it up. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, it's like a breakup, you know, like a bad breakup with a boyfriend, you know, you can't find it. Sometimes I find myself scouring the internet, which I did one year, just to find this one sports bra that was discontinued. And I was like, looking at every outlet to find the one they had in my size. I'm a 36C. So, you know, I'm going to find that 36C wherever mm-hmm. I go. And I had a box of them that I wore for a couple of years until they just disintegrated. Yeah, I've got one. I've been looking. I even thought about posting on social media. I'm looking for, I don't even know where it came from. I got it before a half marathon I did years ago. So it's old. It's worn down and it's about to fall apart. But I keep wearing it because it's the best sports bra I've ever had. And I cannot find the tag is rubbed off. Like I can't tell what. So I'm like, oh, if I, it's got thick straps at the top and it's perfect. Good material. So maybe somebody out there, you know, (laughs) help us out. It's like somebody trying to find their parent, you know, as an adopted. Yes. I'm looking for for the sports bra. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, um, I find some of these sports bras, I don't know who designs them. You know, the things with the little two little spaghetti straps, Oh and gosh. why would you make that in a 36C? Like, I get it. If you were yeah. like 32 in an A cup, because you're the tiny little girl, but a, a 30, because sometimes I wear a 34D or a 36C. Mm-hmm. And they come in these little spaghetti strap things. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? You know, like I, yeah. pick, you know, I pick through the, like I'm looking through all the sports bras and you go, who would wear this? Like, well, and even the young girls today are developing a lot more, I feel like, than they used to. Like, my daughter, so. she's larger than I am. And so we go bathing suit shopping or sports bra shopping, and she's like, who do they make these for? Because they're not for 14-year-olds. No. You know? <laughs> like, who are these for? Um, 10-year-olds, maybe? Like, preteens? Right, I'm not I putting know. my 10-year-old in a string bikini. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things so, I would do. That's not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Do you ever look at some of the workout wear and go, who could wear this? Like who wears the, that? Yeah. The cutaway stuff. Like I love um certain yoga wear. Um mm-hmm. and I do like I am fabric sensitive, so I like it to have a nice drape. I like it to be thick enough to cover. But they mm-hmm. make these and then they cut big holes in the back. Or the worst is cutting the holes on the side. Like when you're yes. downward dogging, who wants your armpit to your hip open? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And they are, they're all kind of like that right now. And the other thing is even the racer back, you know, like I'm over the racer back. Can we come up with something that's just like a regular tank top, but maybe thinner, but a little bit flowy, but not too. I mean, I could come up with some really good <laughs> workout wear well, they need to for real us. people. They yeah. need to call us in. Right. Because we're real people. You know, I'm in the gym mm-hmm. six to seven days a week easily. You know, between the classes I take, between the classes I teach, between I have boys, I have a teenage boy that goes every single day because if not, he just pounds the crap out of his little brother. So we have to to get him between 4.30 and 5 every day to the gym and then we can come home and have dinner and have a peaceful evening. We don't go to the gym, bad things happen. Right, I get that. Yeah, and um, so, you know, I look at, And I look at what women wear a lot in the gym, not in a, you know, like a negative way or something, but I'm always on the lookout for a cute outfit or something that looks really pretty. And by and large, everybody at my gym wears, even the young girls, a full coverage tank. Nobody Mm -hmm. is walking around it like in the ads in a crop top 
bikini top and any right. little, and I've got, you know, I live in Southern California. So there are some, you know, there's some actresses and models that go to our gym that are really lovely, beautiful, perfect bodies, you know, right, right. Them are sculpted by a surgeon and the other half are in there, you know, working it out. Cause you can see, you can see like, wow. <laughs> You know, you used to have something there. Now you don't. No judgment. <laughs> but even then, they are covered. Like yeah. in your gym, is anybody walking around in just the crop top and the, the little pants like they show in the ads? No. And what's interesting is my gym is very, you get all kinds of people. It is super diverse, like older, younger, like every shape and size. And I, we're all kind of wearing the same thing. And <laughs> I do like the high, you know, we're on, we're talking about tops, but I do like the high-waisted pants being Love thing right now. Yeah. Um, that's great for my, I call it my Isabelle, my oldest's name, Isabel. It's really good for my Isabelle <laughs> <laughs> that I have from her who started it. Um, but yeah, I love that. And I, but the thing is I've got to have it kind of long in the front because you know what happens with those tight yoga pants in the front? Like I don't want to have anything showing or right or popping out or yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like to have when, coverage. They, when the trend was the low hip rider workout pants, the worst. Cause if you're yeah. sitting down on a machine, it's like I was forever tugging up the plumber's butt crack because yeah. no one could sit in these pants. Yeah. Yeah. Not comfortable at all. Yeah. And then you're like, trying to push the, you know, the, the love handles down, you know, or push your, the pants up and they go to, Oh yeah. It's, it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you're really, I'm going to be in Zen mode with my butt crack hanging out and my mm -hmm. boobs open to the side. Like this is just, and they look so pretty in the ads. You know, the women are like, Oh, mm -hmm. and then you do that same pose with the same clothes. And it's like, okay, we need to put her back in her place. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's just not for real, real people, real bodies at all. Right, and real workouts. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. we got to keep everything together when we're, when we're working out hard. Yeah. There's a lady in my gym that I really enjoy. She's probably 30 something and she's a bodybuilder and she's the cutest little thing. And she has, you know, these beautiful ripped muscles. And, um, she was telling me the other day, she can't fit, she can't find sports clothes that fit her. And I'm thinking, what? You know what I mean? Like oh. you're super fit. You're super. And she's like, yeah, she's like, when you really work out, like she has muscular thighs, but she has very little body fat. So she has tiny little hips. So she's like, when I try to put the pants on, she goes, everything fits weird. And then I started thinking to myself, like, maybe there isn't a way to fit all these bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, cause it really, we really have so many sizes and shapes and yes, I don't envy the people who design those clothes. Cause you're right. I don't know if there is a way. Yeah. And also going back to not the reality of we all have a different perspective of ourselves. Like everybody's going to see themselves differently. Like you said, she looks sculpted great. Like how could she not fit into her body is made for workout clothes. How could right, she not exactly. fit? And then there you go. She struggles too. So it's just kind of a nice per perspective check there. It was because she said, you know, because of the way she's worked out her upper body, it's wider than your typical woman. So when she puts oh. her sports bra on, she's like, I can't get my, I can't get a sport bra to fit the band wise to fit comfortably. Mm. And if I do go up a size, the cups are too big. Right. Wow. Yeah. 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 So this, the struggle is real for everyone. 
Yeah, you know, and I do have one friend, Dawn, who's six foot, and, and my sister, Jill, who's six foot in their stocking feet, and they're, they're tall, thin women. They're both runners and volleyball players, mm-hmm. and they can't get a pair of leggings. I finally got them these LuLaRoe leggings that are super soft, buttery soft, and mm-hmm. they have the extended sizes super long because yeah. everything they buy, their ankles stick out. Yeah. Yeah. And I have the opposite problem. I'm five, four and a little bit and mine, I can certain pants, they'll bunch up at the ankles and I hate that. Right. Or kind of, they won't hug them. my ankles. Right. Yeah. And trim them and sew them. And if it's cold, you know, like when I go and I work out in the winter a lot out here in Southern California, I like to be outside. I like to hike. Well, there's that like band of skin <laughs> that I'm like, you know, so I find myself buying these ridiculous tube socks. I look ridiculous, but yeah. I, they pull up high enough, you know, cause I'm five, eight. So, you know, you would think I'm just on a little, most of the workout pants are about an inch too short, like just yeah. <laughs> not long enough to like, you know, so I do, I buy these sports socks and they, I pull them all the way up and you know, you stay warm, but you know, fitness and fashion, when you look really cute in your workout clothes, don't you think you get a better workout? Yeah. I think feeling comfortable in, in my workout clothes, it does. It causes me, it puts me in a different mindset for it sure. Does. Yeah, I agree. It's important to feel comfortable in your workout clothes. Yeah. And I noticed that the workout clothes as a, as a fitness instructor, the workout clothes often say a lot about the lady wearing them because I have some moms that I've, I've really enjoyed getting them to come to my spin class because they are, you know, they're, they're in full mommyhood, you know, with lots of kids and they're last on their list. So their fitness is really low. Their strength is really low. Their endurance is really low. They struggle with fatigue. They struggle with, you know, a lot of extra weight. So, you know, I really, I was there, I know what that feels like. And so, you know, I really want to help them. And when they come in, they come into my spin class with like a Dallas Cowboys sweatshirt on top of a long sleeve shirt on top. I'm like, we're not going to the North pole ladies. Like you're going to, you're going to die with, all, you know, cause they want to come right. and they want to, yeah. you know, have that. And then I've got this one lady that I just adore. She's so big and she comes in and she rocks these clothes. I have to tell you, she has these I love leggings that. and down her leg says workout girl. Like, hot pink and she's big. I'll give you, she's big, but she looks friggin' fantastic. And she wears this big black tank top. And then over it, she has like a pink flowy on it. I don't notice how big she is. I just notice how darn cute she looks like she she reminds me of that Delta Burke character. Remember in the old designing women from like 25 years ago. Yeah. She would come in just beautiful, um, beautiful. And I mm-hmm. look at her every day and I go, I want what she has. Yep. Yeah. And that inner confidence coming out. And I think there's something to just showing up, you know? I mean, so many, like you said, so many moms, we just struggle. I mean, I, yeah, I've had three kids and my first one, I didn't work out at all. My, my second two, you know, I felt a little bit better, but there's something about showing up and just getting there, just putting the clothes on, you know, just put them on, put your shoes on, put your sports bra on and just show up. Yeah. And that that's doing so much for yourself just to do that. Well, and I've had moms that I, I really, you know, I put up on Facebook, my class is going to be this week and it's going to be disco spin or like eighties girl bands. You know, we try to make it fun and I've had moms get dressed, 
get in their car, come to the gym and not get out of the car. Oh, made wow. it all the way up to there. And the reason that I share these things with you today and we're talking about this is because everybody has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at that mom in the gym who has two or three kids and she's in her forties and she's working out more often than not, what I've seen spending the last decade in this gym, she didn't start there. She started mm-hmm. in the sweatpants. She started in the big oversized t-shirt, the big bulky sweatshirt mm-hmm. to hide everything, you know, kind of looking around, lifting a few weights, maybe, you know, walking on the treadmill, baby steps. She didn't pop yeah. in, you know, yeah, there's a couple gym rats that have been there all along, you know, who they are or whatever. That's fine. But for the most of us, the first foray back to the gym or the first time maybe in your gym when you have kids is a new experience. Totally. Yeah. I did not, I was never a gym rat. I was never, I mean, I played a little bit of sports in, in high school and mm-hmm. college. I did nothing except drink. Um, but no, <laughs> but really I, I didn't do, I wasn't a gym person until my daughter was three. And I just thought, you know, I know that I, I want to be able to keep up with her. You know, yeah. that's like the generic, that's what we all say, right? Like we want to be able to keep up, keep up with our kids. But I thought I'm going to make some changes. And it started off with probably like, you know, the, the leggings and a big oversized t-shirt, like you yep, said, I didn't it. want to go out of my way. You know, as long as I had a sports bra and some shoes, great. And I, and I joined a gym that had childcare. So she was loving it. She was happy mm-hmm. and I could kind of do something for me. And it started off very light. To like, I don't know, I guess I'll do the treadmill, you know, like yeah, and I even group, oh, totally. group classes were very intimidating, you know, like in class, like, oh no, how do I adjust the bike? And how do I, you know, I mean, I'm extroverted enough where I just ask anybody anything, but even for me, like it, it was kind of hard. It was, it, it was intimidating. Hard. Yeah. The first yeah. couple months I had my gym membership and I, I love my gym, the, the first gym, not the gym that I have at now, had two locations and they had three hours of childcare in the morning and three hours of childcare in the afternoon. So I would drop my kids off in the morning and, and do my workout. And then the afternoon, sometimes I would sit in the um, locker room and read. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd stand in the shower. I'd go sit in the hot tub. Like sometimes yeah. I would in the pool, you know, there was all these moms swimming and I'm there like, Oh, like to be able yeah. to float in a pool and not worry one or both of your kids was going to drown. Cause like totally. taking yeah. to the pool is not relaxing. Yeah. I was there this morning. It is not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So to have your yeah. kids safe and happy in this playroom that they love. Cause my kids got totally excited to go. And yeah. sometimes I would deep condition my hair. Like, yeah, <laughs> I go in there and my, like, I remember getting my gym bag together and laughing because, you know, I'm a single mom and going, okay, most people, the gym bag bring like their fitness watch, you know, their sweatband or whatever. I'm like, okay, I have my mud mask. I have my, deep, you know, <laughs> hair conditioning. I've got my flip flops because I knew I would spend most of the time in the shower. Mm-hmm. I wear, wear my whitening teeth strips. And sometimes I would just sit at that bench. In the mm-hmm. locker room. Yep. Just sit. Yeah, Nobody I do that me. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I get two hours a day. And so, I mean, I'm not going to kill myself for two hours a day, like on a treadmill. So I'll do a little bit. I'll do my class, whatever. And then I'm going to sit and chill for a second yeah. before I go pick them up. Like yeah. that's, that's self-care for me, really. It's just to have a little bit of quiet during my day. Yeah. Yeah, because when you're, and you're homeschooling too, right? 
Yes, I am. I am homeschooling. My oldest is going to be a sophomore in high school. And then I'm starting my middle child in kindergarten in the fall. And we're already doing, you know, we've done preschool and stuff, but yeah, yeah so, I mean, it's that's a lot. lot of work. It's a lot yes. of work. And, you know, whether you're working at home, working, raising your kids, it's work. I don't care what you slice it, but some work mm-hmm. is a little bit more relieving than others. I'll be honest. Cause I've been a, I've been a, uh, full-time working mom, a part-time working mom, a work at home mom. And mm-hmm. for all of that, I've been a single mom. So, you know, my kids were really tiny when my marriage collapsed and my husband left. Um, mm-hmm. And I never did get remarried. I never did bring that in. And then my mom got sick. I was caring for her. Mm-hmm. She died. I brought my dad in the house. So, you know, I've got a house full of, like everyone out there, a house full of stuff to do. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to go to the gym, I bring my iPad sometimes and I put it on the spin bike. And I'm not doing the crazy spin. You know, I'm not doing the spin class. I'm pedaling slowly watching a Hallmark movie. Yeah. The best thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> totally. Yep. I bring books a lot of times. Same thing. And, it, and it's true. Like, I think one thing that's really hard when we're talking about this is, you know, you always have that ever present hovering mom guilt, right? So yeah. when I started my workout journey, um, I was a single mom as well. My daughter was three. And I think in the back of my mind, I was like, well, if I put her in, I was working, teaching full time. Mm-hmm. I put her in childcare, you know, after school, that's less time I have with her. If we do it on the way, I need to be doing everything I can to have time with her. But at the same time, I had to have time for me. Um, And whether that's gym or something else, as moms, we've got to carve that in so that we can be better for our kids. Like they're going to benefit from that. For sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, it, I remember one time it hit me, I went through the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm working all the time. I'm driving on the freeway. I used to have this thing I called the Screaming Baby Express because I would get in my van in the morning and I would put both my kids. My daycare was like, my work was an hour away. So at about the 45 minute mark, I had to get out and drop my kids where they had daycare and then go on another 15 minutes to my office. And you know, one, it was like dueling banjos because they were either two years apart. So one was screaming every trip. Yeah. <laughs> we get in the carpool lane. It was like, da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, whoever was screaming. And even though we had Thomas the train on and Dora and whatever, um, it was this most stressful ride. And then I would get to the daycare and I'm like, here. And like, but then five minutes after I drove away from the daycare, I was crying going, yep. you know, how is this motherhood? And then I had to get it together, do my work day. And then there would be like that lunch reprieve yeah. where I would get my mm-hmm. lunch break. And, you know, sometimes I would get my nails done. Sometimes I would just sit there in a stupor. The idea of walking across the street to Whole Foods to buy a cup of soup that I didn't cook, make, or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, was such a yeah. gift, even though it was like seven bucks for a cup of soup. Um, I worked in Beverly Hills, so it was really expensive. <laughs> and then I get back in the car filled with mommy guilt back in the, you know, pick up the kids from daycare, drive the 45 minutes home in traffic. And, um, yeah, it was rough, you know, it was rough and, and finding sometimes my only reprieve was that lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's funny when I, when I taught lunchtime, same thing, you know, teachers, we get maybe 30 minutes. A lot of teachers will go in the teacher's lounge and talk it up there. But man, sometimes I just need to sit and scroll Pinterest. 
Yes. And do something mindless for a little yes. bit. Yes. Something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I get home, then it was the debate of, okay, do I go to this class and then put my kids in care who've already been in care all day, right. worst mother yep. in the world. Um, but then when I wouldn't put them in, they would fight and argue. I would be crabby on the couch and then sometimes fall asleep. I'm like, okay, this isn't quality yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like it's that That's- debate of going, is it more important for me to be there uh, exhausted, crabby, yep. and overwhelmed? Or do we go to the gym where I get some little bit of time to myself? You guys go in the daycare and you have fun and you run around after being in the car, you know, for an hour. Yeah. And then we come home and have a a pretty sane dinner. It was probably a year before I figured that out, that it was okay for me to go, you know, to the gym, drop the kids off in the care there, take a shower, get myself regrouped, maybe do a workout. And so we could have a better evening. Yeah. I feel guilty. Yep. I know. And it's, why are we, again, going back to the body image, we are so hard on ourselves and like giving myself permission to do something for myself. It's okay. You know, right. it is okay to have a little break for sure. Well, and that's it. Like the permission to rest, sir, <laughs> the military yeah. permission to rest, sir. <sighs> <laughs> but we don't give that to ourselves. No, we don't. And even like when we think we're resting, we're really not, you yeah. know, like we can put on Netflix, but what are we doing? We're folding laundry. We're doing like, that's not real rest. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the mul- Right, right. Oh my God. Are you in my house? Like I just yeah. literally last night was watching Netflix and folding laundry. I watched some, what a girl wants from 2003 and it was this. Oh, good one. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. Like it just made me feel so happy. And I did. I folded like three loads of laundry and I chopped up stuff ready for lunches tomorrow. And, you know, and I don't think guys have this problem because I have a couple single dad friends. Mm-hmm. They don't have these struggles. Not the same. Like, well, yeah. yeah. Man, you got to go to the gym. You got to take care of yourself. Well, well, even my husband, he can come home and head straight to our bed and turn on TV and like all hell is breaking loose in our house. And he doesn't even He's like, are they okay? <laughs> and I can't do that. It's like, there's like some kind of law of proximity or something with moms that no matter yes. what's going on, they have to be by me, ask me for whatever they need. Right. Like well, they can't you ask can him. Hear it. Like I can't tune it off. It's like, we have like that mommy radar thing. Like yes. sometimes like during the summer, I still, you know, I work from home and you know, I'm really blessed to have wonderful clients that allow me to do that. But I can be in here and hear what's going on in the shower upstairs with one kid who's in his room doing whatever. Yeah. And what are you doing with the dog out there? Like all that's yeah. going on. Oh, I got that going on right now. Cause I hear something going on in the door outside of my room. <laughs> and I know I'm like, Hmm, wonder what that's about. But again, like it's our heads are going in all different places at once. Always. Right. And my dad, it's funny, you know, I have my dad living with me like eight months out of the year and then he goes home eight, nine months. He goes home back to Buffalo when it's warm. So we don't have to deal with the snow, you know, cause he's in his eighties, he's older, but and it's not even an age function. Cause I'll say, dad, you know, didn't you hear Zach calling? Didn't you hear, you know, and he did something and was hanging upside down and he couldn't get himself off no now he can hear Archie Bunker on the TV he can hear the microwave when it dings he can hear you know my brother pulling up in his car and he's here 
But does he hear all those other things? I think there's like a man switch in there that they can there really is. turn off. Yeah, man switch. It's so, <laughs> so true. Like I can be in the bathroom, two doors closed away from my kids. They can be standing right by my husband, but they will go out of their way to go find me for something <laughs> because he's just, you know, chilling in his own world. And he's great. He's wonderful, very caring dad, but it's just, we function differently well, for right. sure. I mean, this is no disrespect. It's no anything because I wish I had more of that. Yeah. You know, I wish I had more of the ability to like, even sometimes when I have my brother and sister will come in from Buffalo and they stay with me in California and you know, my brother and sister are, you know, my God, the, the government, she's got a high security clearance. The government trusts her with all this stuff. I can trust her with my kids, you know, (laughs) not so much, but he's just full of fun. And you know, he's a NASA rocket scientist and he's like the absent minded professor watching kids. Oh, you mean you don't put your kids in the back of a pickup truck because it looks like a playpen? No because they fall out and crack their heads open. Um, But even so, I still have a hard time relaxing. Now, if I leave, if I get out of the house and I don't hear anything, I'm okay. But if I'm still in the house working, like if I'm working back here, I I can't shut that off. No, you can't. And that's the hardest thing about being a work-at-home mom too, is the inability to I mean, there are days where my oldest, you know, luckily she can watch the little ones. I'm like, okay, I got to go to the library, to Starbucks, somewhere yes. just away from here. Because when I'm here, I can get stuff done. I can get tons of stuff done, but it's with a lot of interruptions. And exactly. I get a lot more done uninterrupted than when they're here. And, right. Know, and that's the, the frustrating, you know, um, I can get it done, but the process by which I get it done is really frustrating. And when they come in for like the 10th time and it's not their fault, you know, they're little, they come in. (laughs) And one time I remember I kind of blew a gasket with my kids and I'm like, I just have to get this report done. I just remember just doing that. And I have this long hallway where my office is. My house has a long hallway and there's two little bedrooms at the end downstairs. I'm in the smallest bedroom in the house is my office. And I said, you guys sit in the living room. There's four of them. Don't move. I put like three bags of chips out. I put some Spider-Man movie on. Don't move. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sitting there working, working, working on my deadlines. Do it five o'clock. Watching the clock, watching the clock. A remote control car comes down the hallway and it's got on the antenna a piece of paper ripped, folded, you know, put through the antenna. Oh my gosh. It's got a sign on it and it says, Mom, I need to pee because the bathroom wow. is right outside my <laughs> office door and they drove it down and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Wow. Points for creativity though. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, cause they weren't supposed to move and they didn't move. Yeah. So they got this RC, you know, muscle car, or like the little Jeep thing with the big fat wheels, the fatties coming down in there. Oh, I hear it coming funny. down. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, it is. And the thing is, there's really no magic solution. You know, this isn't a show about magic solutions. This is a show about, what it's really like. And I guess that's what, you know, when I thought about the show for today and I thought like I get shape magazine, I get a lot of fitness magazines. I love them. And I love to see the girls dressed in pretty outfits. I love to see the workouts. I rip out workouts. I don't do, I mean, sometimes I do them, but (laughs) I, I like, I like that. And, you know, I thought a lot about it going, 
my life is so far removed from that magazine. And that's what really spawned today's show about, you know, workout clothes and workout wear and, you know, fitness things. Like I look at my Fitbit and it's so dirty. <laughs> and I scrub it, you know, with a toothbrush and toothpaste. I try to keep it. It's never clean like in the magazine, but that's real life. And I think as moms, sometimes we get down because we are on Pinterest. You know, I love Pinterest. Yeah. I love Pinterest every day for mm-hmm. any. You know, things I don't make, you know, workouts I'm not going to do, drinks I'm never going to drink, like, but it's fun, you know, and, but I also think there's a flip side to some of this stuff where is we can't help as moms, but compare ourselves to what we see in the pictures. Yes. Yeah. That, and that's probably been one of my biggest battles my whole life. And I, I started struggling with my body image when I was eight. Um, which I look back and I'm like, wow, that's, that's such a baby. That's so young. But I remember looking in the mirror and going, Oh, I don't, I don't think I like that. You know? And I, as, as I got older, it was, it was something to do with me looking at what other people had or how other people looked in certain clothes. Well, I don't look like that. What's wrong with me. And yep. that just continues to like parenting. It continues oh, to it work at yoga, you know, like I'm big. I love, love, love yoga. And yoga has actually been a place for healing for me because I realized that it's about the progress and it's not yeah. about perfection. It's not about getting the right pose the right way all the time. It's like, progression. But still, even there, I see these girls who are like, you know, a hundred pounds flying into crow and then jumping back and like doing all these twisty things that my body is not made to do, you know? And I, I I go, Oh, well, what if, what? Nope. Nope. I'm going to be content where I am. And so I've started kind of developing new mantras. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of times I'll just say, Hey, Aaron, you're doing the best you can with what you have. Right. And it doesn't sound earth shattering, but like that's, it's been really helpful for me. I have to give my husband, my husband's a licensed professional counselor. So I have to give him a little bit of a shout out for that because he caught on very early on into our marriage, how bad I talked to myself. He's like, why do you, do, would you talk to a friend that way? No. Okay. Then what are you doing? But we do. We <laughs> and that was, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. You know, yeah. It's true. It's true. I went to, um, I've, I've gone to a therapist for my whole single parent um, career. So yeah. 15 years and pretty much every Thursday night. And a lot of people are like, wow, there must be something really wrong with you. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But <laughs> here's the thing. I can go in. I don't have a, a co-parent or a partner parent. So who do I talk to? Mm-hmm. My mom was dying. You know, I had all these feelings. I didn't know what to do with them. And I, yet I still have to work. I still have to parent. And so she became, and she still is my trusted advisor because she's a lady who's, you know, she's probably, she's going to hate the way I put it. She's close to 70 now. There is nothing this lady hasn't seen, talked yeah. about, experienced, whatever. So she's this wealth of comfort. And she's kind of like a big sister and a mom and a grandma all rolled into one because many of us either don't have those people anymore, never had them, or we live far away. And so to have somebody to talk to each week, just for an hour to say, Hey, I'm having problems with the kids with this. Like when I first got a um, kind of housekeeper nanny to help me because my business took off and she's wonderful. Anna, she's my little sister. Now after 10 years Mm -hmm. or 15 years, 14 years now, she's one of my best friends in the universe. But the first year the kids loved her more than me because she spent more time with them. I was working and they were so excited to see her in the morning. 
And I felt so bad. And I went into the therapist's office and I started talking to her about how bad I felt that my kids loved her more. She goes, that's not true. She goes, they love her and she loves them. And what a good thing. And if you let her, she'll love you too. Because we had met together, you know, when, to, when I was, you know, putting all this together, you know, how to, how she can support the kids, how she can support me. You know, we worked with a therapist to, to put this together and she helped me think about it differently. And mm. it became this thing where Anna and I, like Anna's got her citizenship. She's got a beautiful job now. She learned English. Like we grew together. Mm. And then her family helped me. Her brother did my windows. Her, her, I taught all her nieces and nephews to swim in my pool. Like Aww. it became, we actually got a family Christmas picture taken together with Anna, me, and the kids, and then Anna Rosa, her niece, who was helping me too and, and lived in my house for a while, and uh, Diana, her little girl, who was my kid's age. So we were this kind of modern-day Kate and Allie family, Aww. but that would have never happened if someone hadn't helped me reframe my thinking, mm -hmm. to go, instead of looking at her with jealousy and as the enemy, why don't you let her love you? And if you love her and everybody can work out and she used to do the most beautiful things for me while I was working, she'd come in at four o'clock. Like she'd leave on the train at five. She'd come in and say, okay, Stan, I'm going to be leaving in an hour. <laughs> Here's your diet Coke. <laughs> she would give me a diet Coke. <laughs> and she would say, I left this for whatever. And you know, do you want me to do this? And I'd say, okay. And then she loved 31, the 31 bags. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I would get her a 31 bag for the train. Like we had so much fun and we're still great friends. 15 years later, my kids are old now and she's, she's working at a different job, but like your husband, if somebody didn't adjust my thinking, it would have had a much different outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And I, and I see a counselor too, once a month for, I consider it maintenance. I, yeah. um, I'm Tuna. a mental illness survivor and I, I've got to be checking in like, okay, are my moods, am I, cause I, I'm bipolar. And so, okay, am I, am I a little bit hypomanic right now? Or is this a normal human emotion? Is this, you know, just having somebody else who's neutral, like you said, yeah. who can check in. And I think for, for moms, especially, I mean, that is money well spent. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's expensive. I don't want to pay somebody for an hour to just say, what am I going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. No. First of all, my insurance covers it, which I'm right. very grateful for. Mine too. Um, I just pay a copay. It's great. Um, but I, it's, it is absolutely priceless. I mean, oh just my God. It's in, like a $15 copay. You know, like yeah. I can go to Starbucks and blow through that in two coffee drinks in a week. Yeah. Yeah. And get nothing yeah. from it other than the, the enjoyment of the coffee. Or I could get things that, that change the outcome of my friendships, my relationships, my children. Yep. Like, yeah, it's, it's a fresh perspective again. And like, I mean, it seems like that's kind of been a theme we've been talking about throughout this. It's just <laughs> reframing thinking and perspective and all of that. But I mean, little things like that, whether it's throwing on the workout, workout clothes and just showing up there or going to see somebody to talk through these. When I first saw, started seeing my counselor, I was actually in a pretty good place. Like yeah. you said, like it's nothing like crazy wrong with me or whatever, but I needed somebody else to talk to. Like, is this what I'm experiencing right now in my life right now? This is all just part of life, right? Like right. it's just good to have somebody else verify for you, validate. Yes. That, yes. This is your, you know, this is where you are. And it's, it's been so good. 
very, very helpful. Well, yeah, and here's the thing, like, you know, this is a fitness show today, so everybody understands, wow, you'd hire a trainer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. Like, to me, Vicki is the trainer for my mind. Yes. Because I have trouble thinking, you know, properly, and everybody does at some point. When Mm -hmm. you're under stress, when you have little kids, when you're working full-time, you're tired, you're frustrated, you're not at your optimum. So to have, you know, if I want to fit into a certain outfit or look a certain way, I'm going to hire a trainer. Mm -hmm. Well, if I want my inside to match my outside, like I look at her as my, my emotional or mental or whatever trainer you want to call mental fitness. Yeah. She's my mental fitness. And, and they're all connected. I mean, that's why, you know, my perspective as a holistic health coach is that whatever, how we feed our, our mind is going to feed our body how we treat our body is going to feed our mind. And, and it's all, you know, just one big cycle. And it's so important for, to just take care of ourselves in all those ways. It is, it is. And, you know, we have different things these days that our parents and grandparents didn't have in childcare and child raising. You know, we have kids that are exposed to information at a very young age. We have kids that are exposed to chemicals and things in our environment that are causing them to develop at a younger age. Mm -hmm. You know, so something that might've happened in, you know, my mom's generation at 13 or 14 is at eight or nine now. This is, you know, we've got kids having certain things happen to their bodies when their emotions are not developed enough yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's all yeah. these things. And then you also have kids armed with digital knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. even if you're a family that's like, you know, I don't let my kids use the computers. I don't let my kids, they still go to the park with their friends, like movie night in the park in our town. The kids without cell phones are hiding up in the, you know, swing set thing. They're all up there uh, using their friends' phones and looking yep. I mean, <laughs> I don't care what you do, you know, unless you put your kid in a plastic bag and let them out to breathe, Uh they're going to see things. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, the thing that frustrates me a lot too, is we go to the grocery store and we go to get gas and there's news on with really frightening images. Because if you have kids like mine that are kind of aware of everything they're looking and watching, you know, we're standing in line and I remember walking out of the grocery store and, um, my little guy says to me, he was maybe five or six. He goes, mom, he goes, are they going to shoot up our grocery store? And Aww. I said, what? I said, what do you mean? What's shoot up? And he goes, he saw on the checkout, like, you know how they, they play the news some places in stores, you know, they have those little screens oh, that play commercials wow. and TVs. Well, you can't escape it. So we yeah. need new tools. Um, our foods have changed. You know this. Our food, mm-hmm. the composite of our food has changed. The food that we're, we're available to purchase has changed. So why would we not think we need assistance in this stuff? Right. Yeah, we've got all sorts of new problems. So we need new solutions. We need a new way of looking at things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And many of us are isolated far away from our families. You know, that's another change that used to be able to run down the street to grandma's house or grandpa's house. Like, you know, I've got one brother in Germany, a sister in Colorado, another brother in Texas, a brother in New York, and I'm in California. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's big changes. So I guess, you know, if, if we could sum up the show, because we're, we're towards the end of our recording. um, I'd like to give anybody listening today permission to go talk to a therapist, go talk to someone. I give you permission to go to the gym. And if all you do is wash your hair that day, mm-hmm. 
that's okay. You've got to start somewhere. And if you're struggling and you're struggling at home, I know a lot of you guys that listen to my show, you're home and you're struggling. I know because you write to me, you put posts on my social media. So there is hope out there. There is help out there. If you just put your hand out and try. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Erin? What do you have a message for our girls today? Yeah. I mean, just, just stop being so hard on yourself, you know, and, and talk to yourself, give yourself the grace that you would give your friend. That's what I've been learning. Um, and I have to tell myself, remind myself that constantly, um, especially as a mom of a 14 year old, five year old, two year old, trying to work a business, trying to homeschool, trying to be a wife. I mean, like I, my head's spinning in a thousand directions and I never feel like I do one thing well, and right. that's okay. I am going to be present where I am and I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. And so that's, that would be my encouragement for sure. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Love it. And the next time you jam into a sports bra that doesn't fit, you want to think of me and Aaron. Erin, <laughs> how can people find out more about you? Uh, well, I am all over Instagram. That's probably my favorite social media right now. Um, Sparking Wholeness is my Instagram name. And I have a website, sparkingwholeness.com. And I have a Facebook page, Sparking Wholeness Integrative Nutrition. And I post all sorts of recipes and you know, body image type encouragement. Um, I'm a big, big advocate for mental health, mental wellness. So yeah, so check it out. I would, I would love to chat with anybody who wants to explore these topics with me. Wonderful, wonderful. We'll be back again next week. Erin at sparkingwholeness.com. Love, loved our time together. Thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. Great discussion. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.